Fuck Off, overproduced by Martin Hannett, take four. Fuck off! Fuck off! That's right, fuck off, Nazi punks! Fuck off! Get amped up, Dan. Fuck off! <laughs> What's up, Dan? That, of course, is the song Nazi Punks Fuck Off by the Dead Kennedys. Seems very you're, coming, you're coming out hard anti-Nazi here. Though. Yeah. All right? Definitely anti-Nazi. He finally takes a stance. <laughs> Nazis can fuck off. How are you, Dan? Good. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, participating. You are listening to This Might Sound Stupid, a podcast uh, started by two friends who wanted to hang out more. And uh, who have fun doing it? Uh, what do I? What else do I do? Oh yeah, sponsors. If you if this is your first time listening to us, wow. you can subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. If you are listening to us in a podcast platform, I'm sure you know how to subscribe to podcasts. So just subscribe to us. You can also follow us on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash. This might sound stupid. You can get you can turn notifications on so you're aware when we go live every almost just about every thursday at eight o'clock central uh and then you can tune into twitch and participate in chat which is very fun for you and us Mm -hmm. um you can email us this might sound stupid at gmail.com and you can tweet at us uh at tmss underscore podcast we are of course brought to you by joey the good boy who is still a good boy (laughs) and i got a good shot of him today He was over at his buddy's Watson, his uh, dog friend Watson. He was playing all day, so he's a tired boy. Did you switch? I don't see the camera. It's still on us. I did. Is it still on us? Did your stream freeze? No, no. What the fuck? How about now? Hey! Now it's Joey? Yeah, so that would have been like 10 seconds ago. Okay. Uh yeah, our yeah. our stream the kilobytes per second is going up and down like usual. So I don't I don't know. I'm not gonna pay Comcast a bunch more money. We're also brought to you Mike by Mike Long, a Mike, uh, the Mike the Good Boy, a talented designer uh, from Minnesota, and he made all of our graphics. And he made us a T-shirt, and is working on said T-shirt still. Mm-hmm. I think. Of course, Mike's been, Mike's got a lot going on, so I don't blame him if he's not. It's a, it's a it's a never-ending struggle, a never-ending struggle. I think that's all the stuff out of the way. I haven't done it in like three weeks. Correct. What are you drinking, Dan? Uh, D- DDH Shooter McGavin. 
DDH. Double dry. Ah. Open this dumb thing. Wish Javin was here. I got a beer for Javin, basically. You made us a design for a meat for the meat beer T-shirt. We talked. We literally talked about it this week. Ooh, in your Oktoberfest mug. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotta grab my cooler. <clears throat> it's the Playmate Cooler by Igloo keeps my beers ice cold. Igloo, like Igloo, of course, is the Everyman Cooler. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Remember, Mike, mm-hmm. I I started asking you about it today, but we need to do something uh, with colors. Or not today. Yesterday, I asked you about it. Uh, I am drinking. What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> Just flexing. I'm drinking Black Bock ah, by mm-hmm. Shells. It's a goodie. From their Stag series. Uh, th- I think this is... You're being a wise guy. I got it. Uh, this is, I think, my favorite of their stag series. This is really good. It is a beer. Black Bock, I guess. I didn't know if there was any more information about it. A rich, it's, it's just exactly that. A rich and toasty black lager. Mm-hmm. It's a good beer. Very quiet. Was that quiet? I Very might have, I might have had it too close to the mic so it peaked it. Glug 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 glug. I almost dropped that. The glass or the or the can. The can. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that have been sad? Black box sounds racist. Cultural appropriation, I think. Is it if that if it is black? Uh, yeah, that's an African American black box is what you're drinking, Adam. That's. I don't know how to feel about that. Dan? To Senegal. (laughs) Ropes. Ropes. Man, that's really good. That clarifies it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Which part? The African-American or the Senegal? Both. Oh, okay. Together. Uh, so anyways, like Dan said in chat, uh, a little bit earlier, this, we, this podcast is just dildo reviews now. Yeah. (laughs) No, nobody, uh, that's a good question, Big J. Do they call them African Canadians? We're technically America as well. Oh yeah. North America. So I, I think you can skate by with that. Real question. Do they... In like England, do they just say black people? Uh, it's funny when people. <laughs> Flapper. To be fair, plenty mm-hmm. of dildos in the news this week. Very true. Uh, I'm I'm assuming so, but it's funny when uh someone gets tripped up on the news because they don't want to sound racist and they'll like call somebody that lives in Europe an African American. It's like that's no. <laughs> uh, I had a parent one time. Rant isn't the right word because she was just talking to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was from uh, Ethiopia and she was just talking to me and basically was saying like, 
I don't, I'm not, I'm not, they want me to check these boxes all the time and I'm not African-American. I'm Ethiopian. <laughs> like, there's no box for that. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. <coughs> She's not African-American was her main point, but it was like, there was no option for like, it was African-American or other things, but there was no like black or Ethiopian was her point. Like, I'm not this. Uh, do you have a good Christmas, Dan? We haven't done a pod. I'm not, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just do a little catching up. Uh, yeah. I got just my kinda, my Johnny Depp crybaby hair going on. Do need? I just yeah, just kind of hung out and ate some food. Nice. Drank some beers. And you went over to your dad's place mm-hmm. with your sister and her husband. Yep. Did you guys do any like Zoom stuff with your brother back in Canada? Uh he he called a couple times, but he just does it, you know, if all the time during the week anyway. So it's, it wasn't anything special. We just Oh, he does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we got to see my mom, which was really nice. We quarantined before Christmas, and then my mom and my stepdad came over. Excuse me, and spent the whole day. And that was really really nice. Uh and it was really nice to see, like, my daughter is obsessed with my mom, loves my mom, like, went to the bathroom and wanted my mom to come wipe her butt, <laughs> like, didn't want us to do it, took a nap, and when she woke up, the first thing she said to me, she, like, woke up and looked at me and went, like, where'd grandma go? Where'd grandma go? Wanted to go see grandma right away. So, that was really nice, although it makes me sad that grandma can't be in her life more right now. Mm. Uh, other than that, it was just kind of nice to have a low key. Oh, we had Nemo's birthday party too with our like homeschool group. That was nice. Oh, yep. All the kids in the homeschool came over and we did a little birthday thing for Nemo. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting. I, so I quarantined for two weeks and just worked from home. And I, th- it, it was, I think it was different because I felt bad because like other people weren't working from it wasn't that hard for me back when we all had to quarantine but it it kind of got to me this time does that make sense yeah oh 100 i think another part of it is just that being home working from home when my kids are home is can be hard because you just hear mm-hmm. them because they're loud little monsters little monsters speaking of, is amber in chat i haven't seen her she's said she was going to listen. I wonder if she couldn't figure out how to get logged into Twitch. And since I wasn't there, just gave up. Uh, try seven of them. Oh, we had them here. At one point, I, I tried to keep them here for you. I really did because I was like, well, I mean, a part of it for me, because we were originally doing the homeschooling here and then it switched to Amanda's uh, and Big J's. And a part of my thinking, oh, you are here. Okay. A part of my thinking was like, well, I at least have an, like, I know James is working from, like, he can't go into the office at all. I at least have an office that yanking a treat, that sounds sexual. I don't like what uh, Amber's become. I don't know what she's doing because <laughs> I'm down here making, oh, okay. Not yanking. <laughs> Oh boy. You're, you're so gross, Amber. 
Like, unless you're making taffy or something like that. You can't, you can't, be, you can't be yanking treats. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. So I was just, I, I tried to keep the kids. I was like, we could just keep it here. Uh, it didn't work. Because <laughs> that, that, that was a part of my thing. It was like, well, Big J has to sit downstairs with those kids. Like, I mean, kids don't know how to walk quietly they don't really know how to walk so just all day long it's like i mean they just they're so loud mm-hmm. yanking a treat does sound like australian slang you're right oh, 100%. 100%. It'd, be, it'd be like it's like it's like taking a beer from your friend or something like that over there <laughs> what if i yank a treat what if i yank a treat from the fridge that turned into like a cockney accent i think Anyway, uh, yeah, Big J has all of them at his house now. <clears throat> well, here, to use an English term, should we just get stuck in? Sure. Whenever I watch Fight Analysis from Dan Hardy or uh, The Fight Disciples, that's the, they'll like do some banter, and then they'll be like, well, should we get stuck into the fights? So, should we get stuck into the fucking madness that was the yesterday? Fights. <laughs> That was, I think that's the most I've been glued to the TV as an adult. Okay. I can't think of another day where I was that just like, I couldn't do, I couldn't bring myself to do anything. I told you guys yesterday, I was like, I was a bad employee yesterday afternoon. Because I couldn't focus. I just couldn't. At one point, too, I think I said in movie night, I was like, all right, I closed it. I'm not I'm not watching anymore. And then like three minutes later, I was like, no, I, I'm going to open it back up. <laughs> um, it was really weird when Matt, because we like, I don't know what it was. And an hour before that, maybe even less, we were all talking about like how happy we were that Georgia was going the way it was. And it just like everybody seemed like they were in good moods because of it. And then Matt put a chat in movie night that was just something like, oh, for the love of God, Trump supporters have literally stormed the Capitol and they're halting the proceedings. And it was like, I think my response to him was like, wait, what? Hmm. <laughs> uh, do you? And I said, do you have a link? And he was like, I'm wa- just go to CNN. I'm watching CNN. And then he just typed in CNN.com. But I just went to I just went to YouTube and it was that you know every news channel had it on their live feed except for Fox News by the way you fucking cowards I was like I want to see what Fox News is saying about this so I went to their live feed on YouTube mm-hmm. and they just it was like we'll be back shortly <laughs> hmm. uh, I'm sure their news like their you know broadcast news channel had to have something on it but I kept checking in with their stream I mean I probably checked in with their stream four or five times over the course of a half hour to 45 minutes so i'm you know it's a little bit of hyperbole there but like every time i checked it they had nothing on yeah it just didn't seem like they were covering at all and then from the little bit i've seen today it it still seemed like they were in total denial of what actually happened uh big j says yeah man there was at least an hour or two where i kept clicking links and following twitter going what the fuck no way what the fuck yeah i looked at twitter once when schwat linked it and then I read, he linked to some pictures and then I read comments and was like, fuck, I should not have done that. Cause it was comments from like Trumpers mm. and it was just like, oh, 
and I got I got out of Twitter real quick and did not go back to Twitter all day yesterday. Oh, uh, I was I was too busy working hard uh, for the first uh, hour and a half or so. So I, I had no idea. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden, like someone like turned like the TV on in like the main office. So I was in like a different room, like helping the principal. And I, I knew my phone was making noise, but I just figured you guys were just talking about whatever. Whatever stupid shit we always talk about. And then like, I'm like, wow, that's weird. She turned like you turn on the news, and I could kind of like hear it as I was like helping the principal. I was like, oh, I'll have to go check my computer here in a little bit. Just, just, just to, just to see what's going on. Yep, it totally, it totally derailed my day. Uh, admittedly, I was like, I ch- I saw that message, and I was like, I just, I don't know, I couldn't focus on anything else. I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything else. Uh, Happel Lapper says yesterday I told my project manager that I wasn't going to finish my project. She did not give a single shit. <laughs> yeah, yesterday I had one of our coworkers was asking us about something, and I I just kind of said like, dude, sorry, but it's the last thing on my mind right now. Like I'm not, <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't. Uh, Big J says I wasn't trying to follow comments. It just happens to be the fastest on the ground updates. People were tweeting themselves. Yeah. Uh. I I get what you're saying. I just I went to Twitter and saw those comments and was just like, "Well, I shouldn't have done that." Have Lepper says, "Yeah, screw the replies. I'm on Twitter for my curated feed." <laughs> yeah, um, you know it, it's it's uh I I I knew they were coming back. Like I I had I had no I had I had no qualms that they were not going to come back in like as quickly as possible and yeah. and get back to the business at hand. You mean the, to do the, the counting. counting? Yeah. Yeah. They're not, they're not the vast majority of the people, uh, especially the Senate side are not idiots and, and they understand uh, kind of what, what, what's at stake, even just as like a purely like, uh, for something that's purely uh fuck I can't think of the word. Um fuck what's 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 the queen called? Because she does, she has no real power. She's just uh a figurehead? Yeah, it's 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 a it's a moment like that because like they're just counting the votes. It's not We are it's, yeah, it's, we it's, already know who won. It's exactly. But they understood the significance of saying it and having Mike Pence And having say, Mike Pence say it. Say that. Ceremonial, thank you. It's strictly ceremonial. And so, but they, especially after that happened, they knew that it meant more to come out and um, show that they didn't give a shit what those people were doing. So, one of the, I wrote down a few things to just kind of like, while I've been thinking, just mostly, I mean, really mostly to hear what people think of in response to like what I'm saying, I guess. Do you get what I'm saying? Say that again. <laughs> so I've had thoughts obviously like uh, all oh, yeah. all yesterday and all today. Yeah, yeah. And I just quickly made a few notes on my phone because and a part of what I like about this is like I can say something. Three pounds chuck beef, one whole <laughs> onion. Oh shit. What is this recipe you're making? That's not some sort of soup. Um you need a stew. 
but one of the things I like about the podcast is sometimes I'll say th- a thing and people are like, well, hold on. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like yeah. movie night where people check each other. I can, I can verbalize what I'm thinking and other people can share with me if they disagree. And I, I like that. Or, or they can clarify and they can, yeah, they can ask clarifying or... questions and that helps me develop my own thoughts better. 100%. Um, but one of the things I, I did notice yesterday, you and me and uh, a buddy of ours, Ryan. Oh, my God, Joey's feet. I'm sorry. He's so cute. He is an adorable dog. Uh, you and me and a buddy of ours, Ryan, were in... Oh, nope, he's moving. He thought I was getting up. We were in Discord uh, playing Rocket League, but we were all watching... The Senate. The Senate after, you know, as they made their objections and stuff. And... A part of watching it, a part of it that stuck out to me was it seemed like some of the the Republican side, I you know, I think it was Lindsey Graham said something along the lines of like, enough is enough is enough. Or, so, you know, I'm not directly quoting him. He, yes, he, he's a man who, for like the last few years, kind of strapped his tail to Trump but, as, as a way. And he, I think he's like... Oh. Man, I, like there is a breaking point for someone like that. So I, I wonder if some of them. I mean, in that situation, they're probably still internalizing it and and processing it. But in that situation, I'm sure many of them were alarmed and scared, right? Oh yeah. I mean, there's people breaking in, and kind of the antics that they've been involved in. It, it came to uh did i write down the way i wanted to phrase it i didn't oh okay uh they actually saw like kind of their antics and the games that they play as politicians and kind of the strapping themselves to trump like you said manifest in reality like yes it, the actual reality of it came and banged down your doors. Yeah. That you are, you're fomenting insurrection. You know what I mean? Like you are, you are an active participant in this. And I don't think they, I don't, I, I'm wondering if now they have to, con, they have, they've been confronted by it and they have to think about that and process that because a lot of them were like taking a step back from, and I think it went from like 14 people were going to oppose the election and it went down to like six, one of whom was still Ted Cruz, that dumb motherfucker. Yeah, Ted Cruz is going to Ted Cruz. His dad killed JFK. <laughs> his, wife, his wife's ugly. These are proven facts. But it, it just, in listening to some of them, I was just kind of sitting there thinking like, yeah, they had to really see, they were genuinely confronted by the reality of what they've been doing. Yes, it's it's one of those things where uh you they you you play it as long as you can. Um they I'm sure they were hoping that they could just skate to the end and and be able to keep using whatever you know populist nonsense he was spouting to their favor. But it blew up in their face, and they're like, "Well, fuck! I gotta call. I gotta call a spade a spade here. Like, I, mean, I, 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 I can't. I just, I just have to stop now." It literally broke down the doors. That's how I think about it. Is like, you're kind of, 
cowardice in just kowtowing to Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your lies, for lack of a better term. Uh, l- literally manifested in a way that broke down your door physically. There's, there's a, an interesting uh, byproduct of a Trump executive order that he signed because he was mad at uh, protesters attacking statues and monuments. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, he signed an executive order where like the minimum sentence is 10 years for uh, if you do harm to a national monument. Um, so a whole bunch of these people are immediately like caught up in a Trump executive order for damaging the Capitol. Man, I hope they get punished. And I don't, there, I'm not saying there's like, there's like, I think last I saw like, this was a few hours ago, but yeah, there were 60 that were, you know, getting, you know, hard felonies basically Good. already. And they're still like, even like, like, like Lindsey Graham was saying today that he's going to go to the justice department like every week and say, you know, until his terms up in six years and be like. What are you doing? He should be. Like, and not, I'm not saying... Well, what's the sin that uh, Kevin Spacey tries to get Brad Pitt with in the end of, of Seven? Spoilers. Uh, wrath? Wrath. I'm not saying that in a wrathful way. I'm not saying like, oh. they deserve to be punished. I'm more saying it is like, in those people way. better be punished because yeah. you can't do that and get away with it. Otherwise, it it will continue and likely escalate. Yes. In, like in they a just society, yes. You, when you do that, you need to face your consequence. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and like you can skate by so long on being a white dude doing something stupid in public to somebody. But when you cross the threshold into Congress, like you... you well, you literally you, stopped... You pushed it so far. You, you stopped democracy. You stopped... Correct an electoral process from happening. Yeah. You were, you were you attacked cops you, in the hall of the Congress. Like, yeah. what, what, what do you think is going to happen? You're actively trying to stop the U S government from working. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that like, if you burn down a building in Minneapolis, right? I mean, that's probably a lot harder to prove. I'm not saying that if you did that, something to that extent, during like uh, the the protests and the riots uh, this summer, that there shouldn't be consequences for that. But I am saying yeah. they're wildly different things. They're not the same at all. Oh yeah, like, for yes. a number what? of reasons. We, like there's there's destruction of property, and then there's a literal attack on democracy. Like they're, they're, like they're they're, yes. they're they are two very different things. Um. <clears throat> Trump's or uh, sorry, I was reading the word Trump. Big J says, "Well, then let's let's hold the instigators to account as well. Trump, Holly, Cruz, etc. And if we can't do it in the courts, we better fucking do it shame in our votes. Hopefully, the other senators are going to do it through, you know, shaming this dumb motherfucker. Still, oh, yeah, like the House, you can never trust the House to do." much in that regard because the house has always has always been the playground to like like the the senate's like actual business because like people coming in and out of the house like a good majority of them are patently insane like they're just like flying in for a couple years and they're out or something like that that just like where that like they you know and there's what is it is it 300 and, i forget how people are in the, in the house is it 380 well it changes doesn't it the house uh, 
it, it, I think it can change can after it, a census. Can it change depending on the, your state's population? My hair is. Yeah, I think it has something to do with uh, census data, but but again, like it's you get more of the a huge more percentage of the crazies in that because it's yeah senators. It's a lot. You have to be a a, a little usually a little more even keeled. Um, Big J said one of the craziest things was how I found myself agreeing with McConnell and Graham. Yeah, when Mitch, so right before the... Oh, uh, have I the, the, yeah, good point. Yeah, the House is gerrymandered because it's all the districts where the Senate is literally a state. So you have to, like, if you have to, if you want to win the whole state, you can't be usually uh, a, a patently insane person. Interesting. Okay, that's a good point. Sorry, I'm, I'm my hair keeps, like, tickling my ear, so I'm trying to tuck it below my headphones. Um... So, yeah, Big J's thing. Mitch McConnell, just before they kind of stormed the the uh, the Capitol, it was the same thing for me where Mitch, Mc, Mitch McConnell was talking, and I'm sit, I f- just sitting there, like, nodding along, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, this feels weird. He's not – he's, like, for as much he's as he's not a douchebag, he's not an idiot. He's not a good person. He's, but a he's a not a very dumb. smart man. <clears throat> but, you know, I mean, he's he, totally he right that if you do this – you're setting something into motion that I don't think can be stopped. Yeah, I don't think you fully comprehend. You're yeah. What the you're doing. I mean, he even said the the margin the margin in the two thousand is the two thousand four election the Al Gore election. Two thousand. Okay. Well, he yeah, was, John Kerry was the next. He was saying the margin in the two thousand four election. Oh no, Dan just solid froze for me. Did I? Oh, now you're back. Yeah. That was weird. Um, he said the margin in the 2004 election was closer than in mm-hmm. uh, this election. Yeah, and it I wasn't re- close. <laughs> I mean, I really think he did recognize that you're playing with fire. You're 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 playing with the pillars that kind of hold up everything that does work about our country. Because there's a lot that doesn't work right now. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff that has to get figured out, but like, it's all st- it's all still able to kind of rest on top of something. Mm-hmm. And if you start fucking with that, there's no telling to how far down that death spiral can go. It's it's funny, like 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 Rand Paul knows it. Like I've heard him say it a couple times the last few days that like he, like he just patently says it outright that like Republicans' only chance of winning a presidential election is the how is the is the electoral college. Yeah. Because of the way that it works and the way that populations work, I mean, that, a, like it's so like if you do this and you destroy that, we'll never win an election again. Like he, like it's Mitch McConnell said that yesterday too. Yeah, he he just said like if you do this, then you make then you make every election a mad dash for power and not mm-hmm. and not a winner and a loser. And, and if you do it, there's just no coming back from it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it was weird to find myself agreeing with Mitch McConnell. Yeah, another. Th- uh, Go ahead. Oh, was, like there was a like I forget which Republican senator it was. Like he was one of the hit that's just always been opposed to this nonsense they're doing. But he's like, the the things you're like the problems you have with this, you shouldn't be protesting here. You should be protesting at the state capitals, like because your problems are with their elections. We can't do anything. Our job is not to yeah. like, do anything about a state's election. They have to do it themselves. 
You have to go to their legislature. You have to make them pass laws, do this stuff. Was that the you're, guy from Pennsylvania? I don't remember, but it's, yeah, but it's like your beast not with, like, we, like, that's not our job. Like, our job our, is to count. The, the Constitution gives the right of the election to the states. Yeah. If you don't like how this, if you don't how, like how the election was run, you have to change it at the state level. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, <clears> I think, the fool's errand. I think that was the guy from Pennsylvania who was essentially saying, like, this is not our job. Our job is to count the electoral college votes, not decide mm-hmm. whether or not it is valid. That's mm-hmm. the state's job. Correct. And just because you lost a, a cap, like, you know, 60 election lawsuits in those states does not mean that somehow you get to just say, well, I get to decide now. Like, that's, that's, not, that's not how that works. Like, just because you think the executive and judicial branches failed you doesn't somehow let you act unilaterally as a legislator. You are, you are one part of it. You are not. It goes back are, to that folding tables uh, video with the flat earthers Mm -hmm. that we've talked about so much in the last six months, but Mm -hmm. Mitch McConnell even points out that there were, I think he calls them, what did he call them? Super judges or something. I can't remember what he, what the way he describes them, but he's like judges that Trump handpicked. Correct. Said there's no evidence of, uh, widespread voter fraud, widespread voter fraud or electoral tampering or anything. And so it just goes back to that same thing for me. We're like, how deluded do you have to be to where people that you're like your emissary, <laughs> your, uh, your Godhead, what's the word I'm looking for? Like your, your figurehead, your Trump mm-hmm. picked are saying there's no evidence of it. You just have to be so deluded to just like, now you now what you believe i don't even i don't i can't even venture a guess it's like now you just think now you go well they're in on it too mm-hmm. how yeah. it's it there it's the it's the twofold thing of you don't want to be proven wrong like a flat earth thing like you're you bought in so hard into the conspiracy that it's it's become it's become so much of your identity is that conspiracy that for you to stop believing will somehow in your mind destroy who you are as a person so it's easier to just not and just stay in that uh that place of uh non-reality man i feel like in the long term it isn't easier <laughs> no but I, I think i think the 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 strength that the, the strength it takes to come to terms with what you what you know is actually real is it it's it's not easy i don't think for some people that makes sense I'm sure, I'm sure as you know, I'm sure it's a lot to do with like addicts and stuff like that too, where it's like it's it's just easier to take the hit and just stay fucked up than it is to like get out of that, you know, the the crack house and like try and rebuild. Yeah, stuff. that that rings true to me. That makes sense. That's I mean, that's just a scary thought because it I, again, like that folding table. If you haven't, what's the name of that folding tables video? Folding idea, folding ideas, folding ideas. Uh, excuse me, folding uh, tables. Just do folding ideas, uh, flat Earth. You'll get it. Okay, if you haven't watched that, it's really worth a watch. Yeah, uh, on YouTube, the content creator is folding ideas, not folding mm-hmm. tables. Canadian, who'd have thought? Uh, yeah, that's that's but the whole thing is like, and it's the the flat Earth documentary too, where it's basically like you have to figure out a way to approach them humanely. 
Yes, like you, you, if you come at them screaming, they're just gonna dig their heels in. It's this weird thing where you have to show them compassion. Mm. Like, yeah, you have to be like, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. It's this weird dialogue and, and like, like kid gloves. You almost have to have. Well, yeah, in my experience, shaming people into things doesn't go well. No. <clears throat> but that, I mean, watching Mitch McConnell, that was one of the things that stuck out to me. Was just like how. No, like nobody has found evidence of it. How do you still think there's some grand conspiracy? Which leads me, which leads me to a point that I, I was talking to Amber about. I shouldn't say talk. I, I was talking at Amber <laughs> last <laughs> night for like five minutes. Um, I think a lot of the people who are, and I, I'll be interested to hear. I was hoping for more people in chat, but. I'll be interested to hear anybody in chat who has a thought on this to hear what they have to say. Um, I also well, get, I also get it. No, not you. No. I also get it if people just didn't want to jump in tonight. Because I, I put it out on our social media stuff and just said, like, we're going to talk about this tonight. If you've just been getting it from all angles and you don't want to listen, that's fine. Um, but the... <sighs> It's a weird thing because I think a lot of these people who are disenfranchised, I don't think they consciously realize it, which is what I was saying to Amber. I think they subconsciously realize it and then it manifests in in really kind of terrible ways. Like Amber said there was a picture of somebody who was wearing a shirt that had Auschwitz on it, but in like a a way that was glorifying what happened there. Like they're that into Nazism, which is bananas. Um but I don't think they consciously realize that what a part of what they're reacting to is that they are actually losing something. A lot of a lot of you know the the white men who are fervent Trump supporters, they are actually losing something. They are actually losing um, a kind of a kind of. Uh, a racist hold over a country. And arguably, I mean, if you look at the broader world, arguably over a lot of the world. And I think they see it in that less and less pop culture looks like them. Less and less people. I mean, just today I had, so I one of the people I follow who probably isn't super widely known is Lauren Marks. She makes this awesome art. I've talked about her before on the podcast and she was just like just had a big middle finger to everybody who was like i don't follow your account for your political beliefs and she's like yeah fuck you (laughs) go away then i don't give a fuck maddie matheson you know maddie Mm -hmm. maddie matheson again yeah maddie matheson has been another one who's got like two middle fingers in the air like Fuck you. I have a platform and I'm going to talk about this shit. And I love that man for that. I mean, he's got a big platform and he's got people saying the same shit to him. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there are just more and more people who are, you know, they've been trying to just be a content creator or trying to be, you know, an artist or trying to be a fill in the blank. And it's just gotten to a point where they're like, no, I have a responsibility with the platform I have. This is one of my main gripes with Joe Rogan. I have a responsibility to actively come out against some of this stuff and talk about how disgusting it is. And so that's happening to these people more and more too, where they're, so they just, 
they have some sense that they are losing, and that's it's what it's what Happyblapper said. It's not superiority over people, though. It's it's a a systemly systematically built superiority over people. Yeah, I mean, if if you watch Watchmen, that does a great job of framing that up too. It's been built into your uh, environment. Framework. It's yeah. been built into your. What is, I'm not economy. God, that's not the right word. What well, is this? It's what, built into the economy. It is, but what's the whole thing called? You're not civilization. God damn it! I can't, built into civilization. I can't word right now. But it is this this po- this this power over people is built into your the infrastructure of what runs things around you, mm-hmm. and it's being chipped away at, and I I really think it's freaking the fuck out of these people and they don't they don't they don't this and they don't know sorry my brain is going way faster than my mouth can keep up with they don't know how to deal with it they don't know how to think about the emotions they're feeling and they don't know how to slow down and think about the way that they're thinking and that's where i get so like conflicted and frustrated with rogan because that was one of the things that i like back when i was like 24 and i first discovered his podcast like over a decade ago and i loved it was one of the things he talked about was people need to slow down and learn how to think about the way that they're thinking like it's really important to be able to think about the chain of your thought and i don't think they i don't i don't think a lot of these people are able to do that so they they sense that they're losing something because they literally are it's and I'm not saying they literally are as any kind of an argument to mean that they should get to keep it because they shouldn't, but they get that they're losing it. And so they're just as like more and more tightly holding on to it, but it just, it won't work in the end. Like it's just, it's going to go away, mm-hmm. but it's not a, it's not a bad thing to lose <laughs> a, a structured racial superiority. Mm-hmm. But they are they are losing it. It would mm-hmm. be, it would be, am I? And that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> sorry, I'll get to chat in a second. That's kind of what I'm saying. Is like, do people disagree with me? Because I think it would be dishonest to sit here and say like anything other than that. For me, from my perspective, it's like, well, I can see why they're so worked up. It's because they are losing something. Mm-hmm. They're losing their their spot at number one in the country it's going away it's going to be harder for them to do things as a result yeah and there's a there's a decent chunk of them that were brought up in households that told them that that was okay like reinforced yeah yeah like deep like like deeply racist households that reinforced some of that thinking i'm not saying it in any kind of a as any kind of a defense of any of it but I do, for me personally, I do need to recognize what, I do need to recognize that part of the mechanism to kind of think about if I have to interact with them, how do I, excuse me, how do I talk to them? Because I think, like, they are people. Yeah. Like, like so, so, so some, something has put them on this path. Like, so, you know... I'm sure a bunch of them had different things that brought them to that to that Capitol building yesterday, but they, you know, 
something put them on that path, either well, subconsciously or consciously. And yesterday, I mean, yesterday is a prime example. This is one of the other things on my list, and it just fits into what you were saying. Yesterday is, I mean, is such an example of white privilege. I mean, it was brought up a lot, but it was like, can you imagine if those people were black? Oh, yeah, they wouldn't have gotten close. It wouldn't have gone that way. There would have been more cops there. It was insane to view the through na- that lens of just like, what in the, the, the fuck? The National Guard would have would have been there already. Well, have you seen the pictures of when there was the Black Lives Matter protest? Yeah. No, it's, it's, yes. It's, and so here's, so here's, here, here's an observation that I'm having right now in this moment. So this could sound totally insane and forgive me if it does. But yesterday I watched the mayor of DC and the chief of police of DC speak. Uh, and they like, so they no, they wouldn't have called in the national guard. Who would have called in the national guard when black lives matter was there? If it's uh Governors call in the National Guard. Uh, in D.C., it's uh, either the president or like the, the the Secretary of Defense. Okay, so then never mind. I'm not. I'm. I'm glad I thought about that before I made that comment. Never mind. It doesn't. It doesn't apply. Yeah, yeah. D.C. It's D.O.D. What's D.O.D. Department, Department of Defense. Defense. Okay. Because they, um, they, they don't have a governor. There's no one that can. There's no one that runs their National Guard. I like that. Ha- so this is a joke. Uh, Lapper said, so instead of therapy, when we were talking about people who are actually losing stuff and don't know how to think about the way they think. So instead of therapy, they go and stage a coup. And then Big J said, well, it is cheaper. <laughs> I like that. Um, so go ahead. DC mayor. No, I'm, I'm letting that point go. Secretary of the army. Secretary of the army. They were all there. They were having a thing. They talked about requesting National Guard troops. No, I'm letting that point go because it doesn't. It doesn't apply. Okay. Uh, the the point. So that the thing that came out yesterday, and it's the, the people. The only people that seem to be. So like, when asked, like the president's press secretary has said that, oh yeah, the, the it was the president getting the National Guard and they're all that stuff. Uh, but everyone else has basically said that, like, the second thing started to go down, it was basically Mike Pence saying, you need to get the National Guard over here, like, as fast as possible. And it wasn't Trump. Like, it was, like, for whatever reason, like, for whatever reason, like, Mike Pence was the one talking to, like, the leaders of the military and basically being, like, you, like, get them over here now. And not not the president who it should have been. Hmm. He'll, he'll deny it. But all of the reporting and everybody on the inside has basically said that it was the, Mike Pence was the one leading the government at that point in time. That I mean, it sounds right. Nobody heard anything from Trump, really. So that's no, just he, one dumbass like, tweet. It, it would have if he like he knows it too. Like, who's he in that sentence? Trump. Okay. He he knows that if he had to put the National Guard there, he would have been admitting something about right the people that he was giving his talk to. He, he would it would have shown that they were just as bad as the black people that were there <laughs> a couple a couple months before and they might try and storm the capital so big J said because I heard something different than you guys and I'm pretty sure I heard it on NPR 
Go ahead. Big J says, but Trump just appointed a new DOD head, and when DC asked for help, DOD said, get fucked, lol. Obviously, they didn't say that, but what I heard was that when they the when they asked if they wanted National Guard support, the mayor of DC said, no, we have what we need. We don't want other people getting sent in and the chain of command getting confused. We will ask for reinforcements if we need them. You know. Oh, I okay. I, I heard I heard editorializing, they, but they'd ask for a certain number of National Guard troops to be on hand. I yeah, that's I mean, I've only heard about it once. It was yesterday. I think it was on NPR. Um, and it wouldn't have even been on NPR. It would have been on 99.5 FM, like when NPR does their thing at the top of the hour or whatever. Okay. But that, that's what I heard was that the mayor had said, no, we're good. We don't want our chain of command with our police getting fucked up. If we need other additional resources, we will let you know. Because people were, oh. pointing, people were pointing the finger at her saying, like, why was this allowed to happen? And then people were trying to point the finger at her saying... No, we don't need the National Guard. When really kinda what I got from it was like her point was, well no, we don't we don't want chain of command getting wonky. We're gonna leave it like it is. What I heard her say was that she did call the National Guard, but they weren't in they weren't in but that the chief of police will be in charge of um all all uh not police matters, but all all like all all like all 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 of that sort of uh, all the, like the operation. They're like. Are you talking like about something she said after the fact? I'm talking about because they knew that there was a protest planned. Yeah, and I'm t- okay. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about what what she said before they ransacked the. I can't think of the word. I'm also paying. Oh attention. yeah, I, I was going by what I what I heard her say in the, the the press conference afterwards is that she had like. A few days beforehand, she had said um, that she had asked for like a third of the of the National Guard troops to be in Washington. Okay, interesting. I don't. Yeah, and it's just what James, what Big J says. I don't know, Adam. I'd have to look into it to know more who asked for what and when. Same for me. I'm just saying the one thing that I heard was that people were trying to point fingers at her because she said she didn't need oh, the National. I, I haven't. I've not seen any news on that at all. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's been the opposite. Everyone's been pointing fingers, basically, at the the people, the Capitol Police, and the administration for not being faster with the National Guard. Amber says, "Has anyone seen like how many Trumpers were there?" I'm not sure what you mean. Also, I'm going to open a new beer. I haven't had this one yet. It's is Porter a kind of beer that I don't like, Dan? Uh it's like a lighter stout. Okay. English style brown porter from Shells. Yeah, they're not bad. I haven't had one. You talk now. Okay. But uh, yeah, the capital, the chief of the capital police resigned. He's gone, um, and so is the Senate Sergeant at Arms. They are both gone. Have you seen? It, from what I saw, it sounded like it was either. Uh, House representative or a, a Senate member who was a it couldn't have been a Senate member. There was some elected official who was in the the group of people who stormed the Capitol. Oh, that was that was like a Virginia House member. 
how many people broke in. I don't really understand. I don't know, Amber. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm sure, like, if they will give you a number when they have it. Like, I'm sure they're still going over all the camera footage to see exactly. It seemed and, like hundreds. Who got who got where? Um, but I saw things going around on different people's social media today that was just like big grids with pictures of people and identifying their names and with the big a big red label under them that said terrorist like there's the one picture that was going around everywhere that one dumb motherfucker sitting in somebody's office in the chair like full full face getting picture what a dumb fuck congratulations oh no yeah you're guilty of a federal crime and there's pictures of it you dumb asshole yeah that, that virginia house member yeah like he broke in and he's like Hey, it's me, Dan. I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in, I'm in Congress. Man, it's just people and who need this beer is fine. I, you know, I don't, I don't feel bad for them in like, like I, in, in a little bit I do because I'm a, I'm a deeply empathetic person. <laughs> but there were a lot of, I'm sure there were a lot of people that followed the crowd in, that didn't necessarily do anything, but it's that's it's just too bad. Like, unfortunately, you. Uh, you 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 did a you did a light treason, so you might have to go to jail. I do too, Mike. Uh, there's an interesting story behind why St. Paul. If you look at in St. Paul, if you look at the uh, manhole covers, it's the capital city, but it's spelt C A P I T A L and not O L. It's a really nerdy story. Um. <laughs> Oh no, Schwat! I don't know who he's referring to. I think he's referring to the House member that Dan's talking I, about. But he's no, that. I think, he, I think he's doing the the Nancy Pelosi guy. Who is like, the, guy was, the guy was in Nancy Pelosi's desk? Schwat, who are you talking about? Give a name. This is guy, it, the other guy's been doing this. Like he's been doing no, 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 no. I he was trying to say he was part of like the media. That like, guy, that Virginia House guy. That guy did an interview after and gave his full name and hometown and showed a letter he stole. What a fucking moron that's but like that that's just more <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little like light treason. treason uh I, oh uh, bro you're like, going to jail for a long time like prison not, not a, jail a sli- prison a slight a slightly less like uh in because my high school buddies were like were like texting back and forth it just you know as as you do because it's just nonsense is happening and like pete today was like he's like i don't know like like the like, like Pete's a, a fairly like like patriotic man, but he's like I don't know what it is like. This one thing that seemed to make like seemed to like really really bug him was that some guy went into the Capitol building with a Confederate flag, like that that really rubbed him the wrong way. As it should. Of all, of, of all, of all the things that happened that day, the fact that someone brought in the the Confederate flag into Congress made yes. him very got got him got him very upset. As it should, yeah. Um, they, that, that 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 should technically be an act of war. I feel like if you bring, <laughs> if, you bring the, if you bring the if you bring the Confederate flag in, you are you are officially an enemy of the state. Uh, Big J was commenting on something I said, and I, I wanted to talk about it. Um, federal pounding the ass prison. Oh yeah, there's a bunch of these guys going to federal pounding the ass prison. This is this is in white collar prison. So Big J, let's see. Big J is on the record as saying women are the weakest members of our society. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he made a comment somewhere. He made he made oh, a lot okay. of comments. He says, "I think this is the long form of what I mean when I say the death throes of a racist society." And that's how I felt 
it, it, going back to when I was talking about like these people are actually losing something. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it, it is actually like as weird as it sounds, it's because I'm trying to find any comfort I can get, but it's a, it's, it's a place of comfort for me that they're, f- they're freaking out because they are losing something. Mm-hmm. The thing they're losing, they should lose, and it's a good thing that they're losing. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's actually kind of comforting to me to know that, like, well, they're losing their minds over over losing this because, I don't know, it's it's hard to lose an easy position. And it, sh- and it shows that they are losing it. They are losing it, correct. It might not go away quietly, which really yeah. sucks, but they are losing it. Yeah, it's it's almost like a like a huge wave crashing in that like it it's gonna like it's gonna come back in a few times before it, before it finally dissipates to nothing. They're losing the popular vote. They're losing. I mean, I mean, they, even they, even they, just they something... lost a big chunk of their party yesterday. Like, yeah, they're, like, they're, there's a there's a weird chance that in like 2022 there will be two different Republican parties. I hope so. Like, there's but there's a chance that might happen. Even something simple like uh, a really fantastic superhero movie that was i mean in large part about being black in america (laughs) black panther Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like there's it's like that kind of thing isn't just relegated to black audiences anymore it's 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 not even just a national thing it's like a worldwide thing Mm -hmm. that those things are being found and celebrated so just less and less. You know, the other thing I think, tell me if there's any relevance to this at all. Uh, and I'm not trying to throw shade at this show because I've never really watched it that much, but the show King of Queens. Okay. Or the show Family Guy, which I don't really like Family Guy, but um, it, you know, it's, it's the like really out of shape white dude and then he's married to a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's kind of a... It's like a meme almost at this point. Like why? It's a trope. Huh? Yeah, it's a trope. Why are there so many shows where there's like a, a a guy who's punching way above his weight when it comes to his significant other? Um, like that kind of thing is going away too. Where you can't. There's there's just not shows where you can you as a guy can look at yourself and be like, oh, I can be fat and lazy and stupid <laughs> and get this amazing compassionate smart beautiful woman wall beef says i think lois griffin is ugly all right i'll tell you what she's no miss frizzle no we, we've yes we figured that out yesterday man she's i'd free. throw down on miss frizzle mm-hmm. hop on this school bus <laughs> um i Miss Frizzle's a freak too. I guarantee it. But and like that's that's part of the whole like dumb like incel thing from a few years ago, or like that, that's still happening. But it's these people think that they're entitled to these yeah attractive women that aren't given the time of day, and it's because they've been fed this information that somehow like like they only like douchebags and that they're the good guys and they should be dating them. Well, that's a lie you tell yourself when you you know. You grow up seeing, and I love The Simpsons, so I'm not trying to throw shade. I don't know what Amber's glowing at. Oh, so worked, probably you worked real hard. Jumping, jumping on uh, a jump on that bus. What was it? 
Mm-hmm. Let her jump on my bus. Hop on this bus. Um, Take special ed. This is full size. Go ahead. All right. Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Dan. Um. Yeah, but you grow up and you see like Homer Simpson, who's married to Marge, who's awesome. Uh, or the King of Queens example, or I'm trying to think of another. I'm trying to think of another example. Um, Ray Romano is not a really good one. I mean, he's not. No, they're both homely looking. <laughs> <laughs> There's examples out there, but you grow up kind of seeing a lot of culture where it's like you don't necessarily have to try and then it's like when you get into the real world and it's like oh i have to try it's like we were saying before maybe it's easier saying well it it doesn't it doesn't work because the women are only attracted to douchebags mm-hmm. it's easier to say that than to actually look at yourself yeah uh married with children no it's, it's weird like, yeah they, like, were, I, they were all awful yeah, and I don't. That's that's a weird one. Yeah, wall of beef and half a lapper. Get what I'm trying to get at. I want more hunks everywhere. Yeah, hunks, 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 hunks on hunks on hunks. Um, but yeah, like it's you know it's there's these. It's again, it's 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 just part of that entitlement thing. Um, with the the things that you think you're entitled to, uh, that you no longer have access to. Yeah, it's being taken away from them. I don't know. I got to think more on that because I think there is I think there is a, a something good that can come out of realizing that they it's like you said before they are human. And then kind of like I'm I just keep saying over and over like there legitimately is something that they are losing. They should be losing it but they don't know how to handle losing it. And then, um, who did Julia Roberts marry? Wild Beef says uh, Julia Roberts marry. It's, it's a weird, weird. Lyle like, Lovett? Yeah, Lyle Lovett. Yeah, that dude is ugly as fuck. I think the, the, the greatest disparity is, um, I was going into a legitimate point before I got derailed by Jeff's comment. Yeah. Learn a, Learn to live with it. Is that a Lyle Lovett song? No. Um, Rico Kasich. Ex-wife. Well, we says Celine Dion? Uh, so, oh boy. Uh, yeah, so... I think the, the great disparity is Rico, Rico Kasich and Paulina Porzakova. Uh, she's like... She's a very, very attractive um, supermodel. Rico Kasich? I don't even know how to spell it. I uh, looked up Rico it's, Classic. It's, it's a dude, Rick. It's, it's, sorry, it's Rick O. Kasich. R-I-C. Spell however you want. Google will figure it out. Holy shit, he's ugly. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, yeah, his wife's pretty. Yeah. Polina Porzakova, uh, very gorgeous. I like her name, Polina. One of one of the original like right. supermodels. Anyway, yes. so it's possible. 
going, not telling these guys it can't ever happen. Going back. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm just right. saying you're probably not that special. Yeah. Um, Half of Lapper says you're having compassion, and I think that's good. A lot of people confuse compassion with empathy. I don't understand that last part. Um, so going back to that, they are losing something. I think a lot of I think a lot of those Trump supporters also have ha- have literally lost the physical thing, which is stability and jobs in the Rust Belt. Um, mm-hmm. like I. I I heard that the movie was just like got slammed and sucked. But if you read the book Hillbilly Elegy, he does a good job of kind of talking about like growing up in an industrial town where like your great grandpa worked at this factory, your grandpa worked at this factory, your dad worked at this factory. And then like, so you're growing up and thinking like, well, I'm just going to work at whatever factory and it'll be enough that I can have a house and i mean me and amber were talking about that last night we're like we amber and i don't want much like we want a house we want food we want like a decent school for our kids you know we don't have we don't we don't have like giant hopes of being like entrepreneurs or you know fill in the blank we just kind of astronauts yeah we just kind of want a simple thing uh and then if that just gets ripped away from you and you've just seen it as like your kind of eventuality let alone like you're right that that's very disenfranchising and it it leaves you feeling very hopeless Mm -hmm. uh and a lot of that can turn into turning to drugs and finding people to blame and that's kind of the last thing that i wrote down when i was thinking about all this was uh down down left right left right ba select start the konami code konami code um kind of the the woes of the rust belt which are there because of both democrats and republicans being in the pocket of giant corporations who you know for one reason or another have taken those that labor away from those people um but their woes and their their struggles the the frustration and anger that comes as a result of it is being misdirected a lot in the same way that Germans were misdirected after World War One in the depression that resulted from like the heavy toll that was put on Germany for World War One. A lot of that was aimed at and placed on the Jews. And if you've ever read The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, they do a really good job of showing like how the depression and the the struggle that followed the German people, the German economy and the German country after World War II mm-hmm. directly inf- influenced the kind of fervor that was able to sweep Germany and and bring Nazi Germany into power mm-hmm. is that it was all of that stuff was misdirected and it and they they did have legitimate reasons for being angry and for being frustrated and and for feeling hopeless and then it would they you know hitler the nazi party were able to channel that and aim it at something and that Mm -hmm. was the jews and you know arguably the rest of the world Mm -hmm. and i think that that i think a lot of that is happening like in front of our eyes it's really weird to watch especially yesterday where 
a lot of that with Trump and Trump supporters, it's being pointed at black America or anybody who supports black America. It's being pointed at Democrat, like democratic uh, politicians and that they're, it's their fault. Um, it's being pointed at Mitch McConnell, like these Republicans that don't want to kowtow. It's not be- what Mitch McConnell. What do you mean? Plus, it, it, like they, they even like they'll even point their fervor at them because they don't think they're real Republicans anymore. Like so oh, like, after like yesterday, that, even even slightly before yesterday for some of them, but yes, even more so. Yeah. Well, that was like I mean, Trump yesterday. Pence basically said like, yeah, yeah. Joe Biden is the president, and Trump got on Twitter and was like, well, fuck Mike Pence. Yeah, you're supposed to just check a box that says it's me. Yeah. <laughs> um. There is a there's a a couple like. If you like, like, Matt, like hold on, like, one other thing. In 2021, yeah. after that, get Rise and Fall of the Third Reich on audiobook, or get that book and read it. I have a, I, I ordered the Rise and this was like a decade ago. I, I ordered the Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, uh, from Amazon, and I got a used version of it. And the used version I have has a screed written, like on the the first three right. pages and the last three pages from a Holocaust denier. It's one of the fucking trippiest things. Is that what I'm supposed to try and find? Is a weird No, way? but it was, it just, it was so weird to get that book and then also get this. And then throughout the entire book, this person like went through and highlighted and like underlined and was like, this is a Jew conspiracy. Look into blah, blah, blah. And it was just crazy to get this book and think like this person probably deliberately Sold this on Amazon is like somebody else is going to get this. Yep. And I'm going to show them how these Jews lied or whatever. <laughs> and it like goes in the screed that they wrote in it. It goes into detail about like how the person who published the book is a Jew and the and the publishing company is owned by Jews. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's kind of besides the point. But I almost feel like I should read it again. I mean, it's huge. That book is dense. Um Yes, I have the book. It's sitting right here, actually. Um, it, it's just a it, it, it does very much feel, and I like you know our podcast is called "This Might Sound Stupid." I'll be the first to admit, like I'm not that smart, um, but it does a lot of the stuff that you see with with Trumpers and the reasons they support Trump and where they point their malice just it it really feels like the stuff you read about in the rise and fall of the third reich well that's that's because it it's it, it may not be trying to mimic um the third reich completely but it's the thing where if someone if if they're like a student of history and they and they saw that it worked they may they may just employ some of the same tactics to uh, to garner uh, to garner support. I mean, it works for Trump. Oh no, and, and that's exactly it. Like, it, it doesn't make me think that like the third, like they're like the the fourth Reich is, is showing up, but it 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 gives you a good idea of the things they may do to try and. Um, well, I mean, look at some Trumpers. Use power. Why doesn't it make you feel like that? Some Trumpers seem to be openly embracing Nazism. I mean, that's why we opened oh, yeah. the podcast 
with the dead Kennedys, Nazi punks fuck off. I mean, they're they're openly embracing. Those guys may have been neo-Nazis for decades. I mean, even a decade ago, it seemed so bizarre to think about neo-Nazis. And now it just seems like Nazis are everywhere. They, because, I, yeah, I think it's they, they feel that they can say the quiet thing out loud. How long until Joe Rogan has a Nazi on his podcast? Just because it'll He's make, it'll, it'll just make them, it'll just show everybody how ridiculous it is. I'm not supporting it. Um, that's one thing, like, I forget which uh, YouTube videos this was, but they were talking about, the, like, the difference between how, for whatever reason, like, Borat seemed more relevant now than he did the first time. Where, like, it was it was more like, oh, yeah, look look at, you know, this, look at these, you know, people, they're, 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 they're different, blah, 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 blah. But, like, he, he, he came this time to just kind of show that they weren't, being coy about it anymore they're the same people but they're just saying the same thing out loud they're not they're not whispering it to each other anymore they they um they felt emboldened that they could just act that way and and, and not face consequences so i so i think there's a huge portion that were already that way they just think they can just be more open about it yeah, we've talked about that on this podcast before that i mean this has been an eye-opening year for me in that way that just like and Trump's just Trump getting elected in general was eye opening to me, and just realizing like this thing that I thought was had really just not was not a problem in America anymore, like really still is. It's funny, like it, that almost may work counter in counter to it. Like you, you have to. I feel like you have to build something like that slower and more subtly. It jumped to eleven, like. And it's they have scared a big portion of the population away. I don't know if that's true. I mean, uh, I'm too stupid to know actual dates. So, oh, yeah, you might be right. Okay, so World War One ended 1918. Yeah, so that built for a World, couple World War Two started approximately in nineteen forty, so that's about mm-hmm. twenty two years, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I also just think I, you know, I, like, was, I, I like I don't want to be too naive to think that it couldn't happen, but I, no, I just, for I, sure, that's kind of what I was just going to say. Go ahead. Yeah, like I, I, I just, I don't know. Like I, I guess. It seems like even the people that you thought you didn't like, like a McConnell or a Graham, are there's bridges that people that are in power refuse to cross. There's a bridge too far for even them. Yeah. Happa Lepper and I were kind of disagreeing on this yesterday in that Oh god, I just launched my pen. Um You know, I I think the vast majority of people in our country can see that it is a bridge too far. Mm-hmm. I don't know that disagree might be a strong word. Yeah, half of Blapper says what? I'm very agreeable. <laughs> um, I also think half of Blapper would recognize that sometimes the relationship he and I have is he's more sky is falling and I'm more like, no, there's sun behind the clouds. 
Not that I'm that way with myself <laughs> all the time. Um, but I was just, yeah, I know you were. Leper says I was angry <laughs> as fuck yesterday. But I just, you know, when I look at the popular vote and how f- against kind of Trump the popular vote has been in both elections that Trump has been involved in. Lost it twice. And yeah, you did say, Leper says, I think I called myself a chronic warrior. You did. Um, and that's why I was going to say arguing, and I was like, we weren't arguing. We just, we just weren't on the same page. It wasn't even disagreeing. It was just like me going like, well, what about this? Then you going like, well, what about this? It's not, I don't, it's just, we were just having a conversation about it, really. End of the friendship. Right yeah, here, I'm, never, today, folks. I'm never talking to Mike again. I'm going to ban him right now. <laughs> right click, ban. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I just, yeah, I, I hope it isn't naive to think that there is, there is, that if there's one thing I got out of 2020, it's that there's, Oh, I don't know. Then I think about all the idiots who didn't want to wear masks. Yeah, that's like... Fuck, I heard a term for this today. Does anybody know what this term is where... uh, God damn it. They were talking about Americans, and they were like, Americans are this. And the term basically means like, I heard a person... It would be like, I heard a, a person on Joe Rogan's podcast talk about this. Now I am an expert in this. Mm-hmm. And so they would be like, like all these scientists would be saying, wear a mask. It helps wear a mask. And then, but you heard like a guy on Joe Rogan's pod, like you heard, uh, it's, it's all, it's confirmation bias. You heard Jordan Peterson, who has no business talking about science mm-hmm. say that like, well, there was a study here that said masks aren't that effective. And you're like, ah, <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's cherry picking. Like this this scientist said Jordan Peterson, who's not even a scientist, said and I'm mm-hmm. not I actually like Jordan Peterson, but a lot of times he gets out of his lane. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. But then you think you're an expert because you heard one person talk about one study instead of going like Yeah, but there's like there's like a thousand scientists that also say that like wearing a mask, man, now I'm just getting off on a tangent. It's 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 the weird thing that is like there's these, there's these pieces of things that make America America, and that's part of it. Is that ingrained in the way our, the way our society seems to be? It's that you you have this weird right to believe whatever you think is true, and people seem to think that's like an actual thing. Um, I don't know enough about that shot to comment on it. To be honest, <laughs> we'll take that one a different day. Yeah. Um, but it, it's. You know, it's the whole, like, my my ignorance is just as important as your, like, actual knowledge. Like, somehow, like, <laughs> like we have, like our opinions matter the same amount. Where it's like, it, that's not how actual, that's not how this is supposed to work. Like, you're, you're not knowing about something and talking about it isn't, doesn't, shouldn't carry the same weight as thousands of scientists saying the saying something completely opposite well, and it's slowing down like i don't think i don't know that you're like this but i know that i'm like this and this is where i like that movie night crew will check me on this a lot uh specifically mike and jeff and uh wade will check me a lot i will just be like like here's what i'll say i think with different friends and a different experience growing up 
I could easily be a Trump supporter. I really think that. Like with mm-hmm. with mildly different experiences, I could easily be a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. Um, and be kind of disillusioned in many different ways. But because I'm a person who like, I'll be so sure of something. But I've learned that in my life, like I have to really, when I'm sure of something, that's when I have to like really slow down and think like, what are like, why would I be so sure of this? What are my motivations? Like what, because there's not a lot that I have the right to be sure of. Does that make sense? Like there's not a lot. Like I might read an, I shouldn't even say a paper. I might read an article about a study that was done. You know what I mean? Like I might read an article about a thing on Gizmodo, but the Gizmodo article is like three paragraphs. I don't understand it. I just read this article that, very poorly probably explained a massive study that was done over the course of six years to me. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so I don't really have a right to be sure of a lot, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but my personality, like I'll get sure of something real quick. And so it's, I think if you have a personality like that, a part of your responsibility is to then anytime you're sure of something, slow down and like i was saying at the top of the podcast like think about the the way that you're thinking and think about your, oh my god joey think about the the motivations you have for being so sure of something mm-hmm. like not motivations like not motivations like you're deliberately lying because you're going to get more money or something but like I'm totally guilty of this. You have seen this in our long friendship where I will be lying to myself and not even realizing it because it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'd start, once I've started to realize that about myself, I, I've doubted myself so much more kind of after, I don't know, 22, 23, because I would get so good at fooling myself into something just because I thought it was easier. I, I I I run the, I run the opposite. I think sometimes where like I doubt myself, like that I can't do certain things or that I that so I instead just go, oh yeah, you're right, you can't do it. So I like, I'll, I'll find myself doing the exact opposite of that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I don't know that, that I don't know that that's what I'm saying. I guess either. I'll just get so. I mean, even like tonight, I just get so sure of the things that I think. But I think that I think that within myself yeah, yeah. at least should be really sus. <laughs> it, it's yes, and that's a, it's a good. It's it can definitely be a good way to start a conversation, is by coming in with because because then you then you you carry a little bit of weight behind the idea you're trying to you're trying to give, but then the 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 counter is that you decide you, if someone says, oh no, it's it's more so this. You just go. Oh, okay. Like, like you, like you, you kind, you like you can, you can move the goalpost. I think. Yeah, I think that took. I think. Sorry, my mind went two different ways. One, <laughs> one time. I don't know if Wallabeef's still here. One time, Wallabeef pointed out that like I have troll. Like, because sometimes I think trolling is funny, and he was like, oh, yeah. "Yeah," but he kind of pointed out that like you've done it too much, and so nobody ever knows if you're asking a genuine question or if you're just trolling. So I've tried to, I've genuinely tried to do that less and less as time mm-hmm. has gone on. Cause I was like, that's a really good point because sometimes I do have genuine questions. And then I also just think over 
you know, the course of like almost two decades now of having you guys as friends. We're just too much of pussies for you. <laughs> People, you guys just aren't alpha enough. Uh, you guys have just really started to realize that like me asking questions isn't an argument. Does that make sense? Because I think mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will have. It's like a competition to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, but what about blah 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 and blah blah blah? Like just whatever, fill in the dumb blank, whatever thing you want to talk about. Whereas I will genuinely be asking. I try to at least. I hope that I do. I try to ask questions like to reach an understanding of your perspective and maybe potentially change my point mm-hmm. of view. So my questions. I th- and I think most people have gotten keen to that that like i'm not asking questions to argue with you i'm genuinely curious like i want to i i it's hard it's hard for me to know what i think without knowing what you think about what i think yeah like 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 i've i've definitely caught myself doing that um sometimes where like i I find myself getting worked up for something and then like I'll, i'll i'll feel like i'll hear like my like my tone rise and then i'll say something and i'll be like Nope. And then I'll and then and then, and then it's like I, I'm I'm good at like here like there's like a certain tone I'll like in like a, the way I'll say something I'm like what and like like I'll, I'll I'll I'm like I gotta stop now. But it's like, like a, I'm, 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 I'm like there's something wrong with like there's like I'm obviously coming from a place that isn't like I'm, yeah it's a it's a catalyst that's telling you that you need to slow down and like I keep saying yeah. think about the way that you're thinking think mm-hmm. about your your motivations yeah. yep slow down here you're get you're getting upset about something like you gotta like this well, really isn't and yeah. is a part of it like i don't know if i should be upset about this because sometimes i think it's fine to be upset about stuff mm-hmm. oh no, and that, that, like that's a lot of it too where it's like oh wait i shouldn't like why is this the thing it's like why am i dying on this hill like yeah why, why, why is this a thing <laughs> yeah i you know a long time ago amber just pointed out she was like yeah i just think you need to process things auditorially and when she said it, it was it was like a thing. I was like, "What? Why would she think that?" And then I started to pay attention to it, and that's what I was saying earlier. It's that like, bitch. it helps me to know what I think. Knowing what you think about what I think helps me know and understand what I think. Does that make sense? It's like really convoluted, but I just I don't. I'm not. I'm not built in a way that like I can just have my thoughts and they're just there so i need like but a part of that comes out as like oh i need to express my viewpoint really firmly how the fuck did we get here that's the that's the um Is the any, nice thing anybody about listening anymore being able to talk to people um and have them respond knowing that they have your best interest in mind yeah knowing you can trust them Exactly, because I, I think that's a lot of, you know, a lot of people will run into that in the, the deep holes of the internet where they they can say whatever they want unchecked um, and no one challenges them on it. Or no one is like, like, and so like they just get in their sounding board rooms and they just hear, you know, they just reaffirm the things they want to reaffirm where we're willing to have someone tell us why we're wrong. Or not even tell us that we're wrong sometimes, but through just having the, having the discussion, let like we can come to that like observation on our own about ourselves. Like, Oh, like this idea isn't quite what I thought it should be. 
and, and like challenge challenge that. Yeah, it's really hard to have a conversation with strangers, right? It, it, yeah, oh yeah, it definitely can be about certain things for sure. Some of these things, like, and what I mean is like having a having a conversation with somebody on Twitter. It's really easy if you agree Oof. with them. It's really hard if you disagree with them. Yep. Um. Yeah, I don't remember how we got here. Hey, who knows? Well, I know we were talking about Trumpers in some way. Um, and it kind of goes back to what Happelapper said. He made a comment after I asked him a clarifying question. He said, I don't think you have to empathize or feel bad for these fucks to have compassion and understand why they may act the way they do. I guess mm-hmm. I don't I don't equate empath- empathy with feeling bad for them. Empathy and compassion are, the, are kind of the same to me. Um, where like... I can empathize with being frustrated and wanting to take that frustration out. Um, But I also think that as an adult, it's your responsibility to find healthy ways to take your frustration out. Mm -hmm. I think it's your responsibility to find healthy ways to learn how to deal with your frustration and analyze your frustration, which also kind of leads into like, I think it's our country's responsibility to, I think it's in the best, better on mental health. Yes. I think it's in the best interest of our country to do better at providing mental health services to citizens. Like those stigmas are, are definitely being removed more and more. Like I, I I think it's still not cheap. No, no, but I think it's, I think it's taken, a, there's been a lot of very, like, it, there's been a lot more, like, high profile, um, and people out there where it's just, like, th- just being like, oh, yeah, I just, go to, I just go to a therapist, you know, like, th- like, it's, I feel like, like, the, the, the stigmas of that are moving away, but yeah, now it has to be just a part of the actual, like, healthcare is that if, it has to be a lot easier to get, um, a hold of just that for for the average American, because like there, there's so many people. Like, imagine how many people that like if they just sat down and talked through these things in their head, like to a person that isn't going to judge them but just listen to them, like that. I that that, that I feel like that can really really help a lot of a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know. I it it would be weird for me to speak on it because I've never done therapy. Good call. Neither have I. I don't know what it's like. And it, now I feel weird about saying I've never done therapy. Me saying I've never done therapy isn't a. It's it, that's have leprosis therapy rules. Uh, it's not. That's not an assessment of it. I've just never felt a strong desire to do it. I've thought about it occasionally. Tim Cup did it to just figure out some of to just talk about some of my childhood stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, you know, I, I don't really feel the need for that anymore. I think there was a point in my life where I thought about finding somebody to talk about with it. Um, I'm trying to be really careful of what I say, because I do think, you know, in, in my personal experience, some of my friends have 
sought out and been involved in therapy and I've legitimately seen it improve their lives. Mm -hmm. I think it is a very good thing, but it would also be weird for me to talk. I, I just don't feel like I can, I just don't feel like I can speak intelligently about it. Having never done it. Same here. Yeah. That, that was, that was a little facetious what I was saying. It, it's like, but I, I think, it, I think, yeah, I think it's more coming from a place of, the people that I know that have done it because they've been in a place. Um, it, none of them have had a bad experience. It's, it's only been, it's only been positive for them. Okay. No, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to back up. Uh, also I liked Schwat said, as big J said, you have Dan for that. It's very true. Mm -hmm. I have Dan, I have Dan and Amber. Mm hmm. Uh, Happy Lapper said, say whatever you want. If it's mean, I'll just talk about it with my therapist tomorrow. <laughs> um, I did do... So... Okay, and, and Amber makes a good point, my wife. She says, you would have... So our son Nemo was born. It was really chaotic when he was born. Uh, like Amber had to be put in an ambulance and we had to be rushed to who an operating room basically and his delivery was crazy uh and she said you would have benefited i bet after nemo was born and now she still thinks maybe i don't know i don't you might be right but i definitely think right i think for probably the first year of nemo's life i had some ptsd from the experience of his birth mm -hmm. um I don't. I think if it had been kind of less chaotic, if there hadn't been ambulances and like them telling my wife she had to sign these, she's in labor and they're like, you have to sign this paperwork before we bring you into surgery. She thankfully didn't have to have surgery and all that, but it was crazy. Um, I did. So when I was like twenty three, I helped my family start a business and then. After the business was started, there was like massive fallout with my family kind of as a result of the business and me me thinking going into the business like, well, I'll help you start it, but I don't know if I'm going to work there forever and them thinking that I was going to work there forever and then when I said like, no, I'm not going to work there forever, they flipped out, um, which I guess if their perspective was you're going to work here forever justified, but... I'd never said I was going to work there forever. <laughs> and they, there was just kind of family fallout as a result. And they wanted to do therapy. So with my dad and my stepmom, I did do a couple sessions of therapy with a therapist. And I had, she asked to do a therapy session alone with me. So without my parents there, my parents who kind of disavow anybody, my parents are Trump supporters, my dad, and my stepmom, and who kind of disavow anybody that doesn't go ahead. You can go away anybody who doesn't agree with them have have since disavowed this therapist who they they talked about for years they they just sung her accolades and talked about what a great therapist she was and blah blah, blah. but the second they started disagreeing or the second she started disagreeing with them she's garbage she's trash and they wanted nothing to do with her does that sound like any presidents that you know, by the way? Um, but she asked to do a therapy session with just me. So without my parents there. 
And she just started asking my asking me. It, it was the first time in my life anybody had ever said this to me. She started asking me questions about my childhood, and I just kind of explained my childhood to her. And at the end of like an hour long session, she just kind of looked at me and really bluntly went like, "Adam, do you know you have had a really traumatic life?" <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And 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 she just kind of she went back over the things that I told her about my childhood. And was like, you have had crazy trauma in lo- in your life. Like, you've had a very traumatic life. And it was just like, I don't know, it was a very eye-opening experience to me. So that's something I can say about therapy. Like, that was genuinely helpful in my life for just one person ever. Because, like, I get it as a parent that, like, it's hard for my parents to say that my childhood was traumatic. Because you, I don't know, as a parent, there's... If you care about your kids, there's no way that you're not just working as best as you can and and shitty circumstances happen and you just do your best with what happens. Mm -hmm. I get why my parents wouldn't have ever been able to say that to me. And I get why other friends growing up, like other 16-year-olds, couldn't say that to me. But it was just the first time anybody in my life from any kind of position of authority, you know, being the therapist just told me like you had a hard traumatic childhood. I mean, and then she just went over all these things and that was a very genuinely helpful moment to me. Now that I think about it, uh, it was, it was therapeutic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, it was very healing, not in that moment, but like for years after the fact to just be able to say like, no, this was traumatic. This was hard. This was fucked up. Like, and to, and it, it really did help me start to see how much of my psychology was influenced by trauma as a kid. Mm-hmm. So there, that I, I guess I'm changing my tune instantly on therapy. I, I, that's the one session of therapy I ever had, I guess, because the stuff with my parents was total garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, one, think, that yeah. one statement from that one person was very healing and helpful not instantly, but having that to hold on to and to refer back to over a number of years. Mm-hmm. That like makes sense? This, out, this outside observer, yeah, took what she, took what I told her and analyzed it, and she's like, "Oh, you you've like you weren't dealt the best hand here, buddy. Like you get why you might be <laughs> like why 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 you may have like acted certain ways." And what might be kind of like, like what 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 your psyche might be doing to you right now? Yeah, I don't and, know. And it was a very crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say that. It was just a very simple statement of like, you've had a lot of trauma in your life, and I I was like, I was kind of like, what? She's like, it was so it was so blunt, and she was like, like that's, that's, had, that's almost the crazy thing about you. Had, like, you had a very hard childhood. You had a very traumatic childhood. No, and and this was the other thing that I learned. There was like also a coping mechanism to can, can be to say like, yeah, but there. I mean, there's people who are born into poverty who have it way worse than me, and it's kind of like that's a cope. Sure, yeah, you're not wrong, <laughs> but it doesn't minimize the shit that happened to you. Mm-hmm. And she and she was just like, listen to all these things you told me, and it was just like, oh. You know, like, I don't even know if it was in that moment. It could have been on the drive home. It could have been over the next week, but it was just kind of say, like, it was just kind of letting myself admit 
that she was right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there is validity to what she said. Mm-hmm. And a part of that is hard because you, a part of me felt like it had to be then an assessment on my parents, which after being an apparent, after being a, becoming a parent, I don't necessarily think that's true anymore. I think, I think I can recognize that like, at least for me, this isn't true for everybody, but at least for me, like I, I did have a traumatic childhood, but it wasn't a result of my, it, my parents weren't doing it to me. It was just a result of shit that happened. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, yeah, like they, they didn't set out with an agenda to, to like, right. They were the things I want to do. They weren't abusive. They weren't, I mean, that's the best word for it. They weren't violently abusive. They weren't sexually abusive. It was nothing like that. Like they weren't maliciously after me or against me. It was just that there were traumatic circumstances within everything. Mm-hmm. But that was, I mean, I think that was a very transformative just moment in my life of somebody else saying, you've experienced a lot of trauma in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that therapist, by the way, I stopped going because uh, I also remember there was a, a moment with my mom where I was talking to her about going to these therapy sessions with my dad and how I didn't want to do them and I thought they were a big waste of time. My mom said to me, Adam, you're, do you, you're a grown man. And I was like, what? And she's like, you're a 23-year-old grown man. If you don't want to do something, don't do it. Like you can just do whatever you want. You're a grown man. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then that that was the day I really vividly remembered. I was like, eh, I'm not going again. And I just told my dad, my stepmom, I'm like, I'm not going again. And then uh, they ended up doing the same thing with my sister, who was also involved in the business. Uh, it, when she wanted to leave, they wanted to go back to this woman and, and back to this therapy. And again, this woman was siding with my sister and not with my parents. And that was like, that was when my parents were like, she's trash, she's garbage. And it like, now, <laughs> you know what's really weird is realizing right now on the podcast that like, that's Trump and Mike Pence yesterday. Like, oh, Mike Pence is trash. I've always said he was trash. I've never said anything different about him. It was, it's the exact same thing that's so bizarre to me to realize right now in this moment. Uh, that, was, that, was that was that Gina? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's 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 am- it's amazing how how that is. Like it, it makes you wonder what they went to therapy for in the first place. If oh they didn't go, they sent <sighs> my they sent my other sister to her, and that's where they that's where they sung all her accolades and everything. I remember this woman like years and years before I went to her with my parents. They were singing her accolades because of my other sister who saw her. These man, and it like yeah, it's like, it was, so it's fucking weird... crazy now to go like, oh, I've seen Trump do that for four years straight now, and they love Trump. It makes sense why they completely gone along with the act. That's bizarre. I'm literally just having that realization in this moment on this podcast. That's bizarre. Mm-hmm. That like. They it switched to like she's trash and she's always been trash. Like, wh- uh, what about this other stuff you said? Uh, I don't think I ever said that. I don't know. You're 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 misremembering. Ah, oh, that's weird. How <laughs> uh, Lever says understanding that old trauma and how it connects to the present. 
And then he said that baby is where you can be compassionate again, but I don't follow that. That baby is where you can be. He's, he's not saying that baby like a small child. He's no. Baby. Money down. No, money down. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Ben Top Paddle five pills. years of all time. Oh, yeah. Ben Paddle Pills. Oh, he, he did just not have any... <laughs> that baby... Is where... Is where you can be compassionate again. No, money down. No, money down. He's taking another, he's taking another puff. Ah, <laughs> oh, they got this all wrong. What's the part he tears off? Uh, the bar club logo because he's not actually part of the bar. <laughs> What's the first part before money down? Um, it's not what me worry. Uh, God damn it! I can't think of it. Because uh, it's a question. It's supposed to be uh, a question. Yes. Hold on. Can I? If I just search no. Oh, 100%. You'll get it immediately. Money down. Yeah, okay. Lionel Lutz. Works on contingency? No. Yeah. Money down. No. Money down. <laughs> <laughs> That's so clever. It's so good. These fuckers are so smart. Works on contingency. No money down. Ah, oh, they got this all wrong. Works on contingency? No. Money down. Holy shit. Oh, it's so good. That's what that's what half Leopard just did. Uh I don't have I mean it's you know, we're not we're not gonna go into much else, but I don't have much else to say about that yesterday. It's it was alarming. I'm uh, it, I, 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 this has been probably the first year in my life where I've genuinely thought like do do we actually need to like live in a different country is is America actually collapsing? I mean you look at these fucking nutcases who just wouldn't wear masks. Like think about how much further along we could potentially be right now if people just wore masks. Yeah. If you know, there had just a, been a mask mandate that people followed without closures. I mean it, like it, it's one of those things where like it still would have been just because of the way we operate at the beginning. It still would have been bad. It just yeah. wouldn't have been as bad. That's, like we, like, yeah, we, that's we, what I'm like, saying. Because like because the way we started, we never could have been New Zealand. Like we we couldn't have been that. No, we're but too we, big. We, 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 but we I'm not saying we could have been, been New Zealand. We always could have been better than England. We always could have been better than Germany if if it was just done correctly. When you, I don't even say if it was done correctly because that implies the government doing it to us. I just mean if people took some more like oh, I, yeah. I said to I said to Mike today, Happablapper, uh I was like cuz we were talking about like maybe after the pandemic I'm still going to like if I go to Target or something, I might <laughs> still wear a mask. Um Happablapper's got a good one here. I don't get that. If they'd worn masks when they were assaulted <laughs> the Capitol. These fuckers are taking off their masks to do illegal things. What's wrong with them? <laughs> if they'd worn masks, the FBI wouldn't be arresting them all over the next week. What idiots. <laughs> they suck. Uh, yeah, I just like... It literally doesn't hurt you at all. It doesn't do anything to you to wear a mask, you stupid mm-hmm. motherfuckers. That one, I still just have no, no empathy or compassion for just you're the dumbest of the dumb work badge his work badge schwartz said one guy wore his work badge what a 
deep that's deeply amazing it does it just it doesn't it i've said that since the beginning yeah vitam manderson but my freedoms but that's what i'm saying like if nobody forced you to do it and all this like if all the science just said like hey it can be really helpful for everybody if you just wear a mask if your mindset was just like well this affects me almost not at all i'll do that like what you know What's the worst that could happen? I go to Target in a mask and all the strangers I see laugh about me later that day and I never know about it? Who gives a fuck? It doesn't affect you at all. Just wear a mask. Man, I, you I, fucking I, I, will, I will say as a, as a deeply... I'm going to drink a water. Crack that, that truly or whatever that's called. Bubbly. Oh, that was a much better crack. That was the best crack I had all night. Um, As a deeply socially awkward man like those first that first month in a little bit of me putting on a mask i like i felt i want to say embarrassed but like i felt like a little like because like i i'm you know it's it's just it's just part of my personality like i didn't feel comfortable sticking out wearing it yeah exactly like i felt like i was sticking out especially when i bought the adidas mask i'm like oh fuck this thing says adidas on it Oh well, my god! Why did I do this? You definitely didn't move fast enough in the Adidas got, mask. I know I should have been running more. <laughs> uh, but but then like now it's like it's like fucking second nature. Like like I'm walking around this building talking to people. I don't even realize they're wearing masks. Nope. Like it's, I have it's, literally tried to take bites of food while wearing my mask. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's nothing. It's nothing. It's the simplest thing in the world. All because I remember. I remember like way before the pandemic hearing somebody like basically making fun of China or Japan where they have much a culture that has for years just been fine with wearing masks. And they're like, you really, the analogy that was given in this example was that it would be like trying to stop a like blowing a dandelion with chicken wire. Like you're just not going to do it. And I remember hearing that and being like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, the molecules are so small that they just go right through the mass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then the pandemic happened years mm-hmm. later. And they were like, all these scientists were coming out saying, wear a mask. It can help spread. It can help stop the spread. Wear a mask. It can help stop the spread. And I was like, okay, so if I wear a mask, it could help. If I get sick, it could help me from not. It could help me stop spreading it. And mm-hmm. it could also potentially help me stop me from getting it. Mm-hmm. It also might do none of those things. Mm-hmm. I'm too dumb to know which one is the right answer. But I, I'm smart enough <laughs> to know that one is way easier than the other. There's Especially in the beginning when it was like, we didn't know anything about the pandemic. We didn't really know if it was only affecting older people. Like we didn't know mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I don't know anything about this other than it's getting people sick and killing them. The easiest solution is just wear a mask. Yep. And like if, if more people just had the presence of mind to think about it, we're like, what's it going to hurt <laughs> to wear a mask? I feel like we could be so much further ahead. Anyway, In- I was gonna say in COVID news, um, so like you like you've watched these last couple uh, sumo tournaments more more in depth than the one. When's before. the next one starting? Uh, next week. Okay. Um, and 
like you haven't seen the Yokozuna fight because both uh, Kakaryu and Hakaho have been out because of injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hakaho was super excited, like like they like he was gonna get back, he was gonna fight in this one. Guess who is in the hospital right now? No, not, because, not 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 like because it's bad, but just because he yeah he he got it yesterday. Oh, that's positive yesterday, so he will not be fighting in the January tournament. That sucks. Yeah, it's ruined. You know, it's ruined a lot of good fights, man. Yep, and that's that's the thing. It's like these, you know, like J- Japan's a weird one in that they 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 want to put on a good face because they still want to have the Olympics at some point in the year. Like they're still pushing yeah. so hard to make it seem like it's okay, but it's 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 you know it, it's it's hitting them real hard. And like, but they COVID's they, hitting they, Japan real hard now. Yeah, they have oh, so I much didn't... pride that they don't want to show. I didn't they know wanna, that. They they want to they really want to put on the face, but they're gonna they they got a national emergency again. Like they're gonna close down Tokyo. Like it's gonna happen. Hmm, I didn't know that. Will they still have sumo? That's there's a good chance it will still happen, but there'll be a lot of like it's the whole fans thing. It's like it's so like it may it might be an empty stadium again. Like they may have to do a whole bunch of like they have to go back to what it was in fucking March where it was just empty. Yeah, I could talk for a lot longer on that stuff. Like that dumb mother... It's, it's, it's wintertime. It makes sense to come back. That's all i got to say. That dumb motherfucker from Barstool Sports. Barstool? Barstool. Oh, Barstool. Barstool, baby! Um, no. Barstool. How is that still a website? That is... Because bar- people love... Fucking sports website. People love dumb sports memes. People love dumb, stupid shit. Fucking Barstool. It's an easy website to understand, and fucking morons love easy they shit. They should have went away... Two or three years ago, when they were just making horrible comments about women and like being just absolute pieces of shit, they should they should have gone away. If you go to Barstool for anything, you should feel bad about yourself. Yep. Go go to I don't know. Deadspin's pretty cool. ESPN's cool. The Ringer's not bad. You got you got other choices, people. Don't go to Barstool. But that asshole, he directs all of his contempt at like the government for shutting down you know like indoor dining where like your contempt should be it just seems so obvious to me and this is again this is so this is what i was saying earlier we're like i'll get so sure of something but it seems so obvious to me that you have two you have two choices are you flexing am i flexing like it seems so obvious to me. It seems so obvious. Oh, it looks really bad that way. Yeah, don't do that. There you go. Yeah, you can see it. You got your bowls there. Now I want to be self-conscious about talking with my hand. I'll talk with this <laughs> well, one. Just, just throw it. So it seems so obvious to me. <laughs> it seems so obvious to me that I don't know how to do this without my hands. Holy shit! You got in my head. <laughs> It seems so obvious to me. <laughs> what <laughs> no, is that? Gonna... <laughs> Just shut up. It seems so obvious to me uh-huh. that you have two choices to make. You can shut you cannot shut down businesses and a bunch of people are going to die. And in addition to that, there's going to be a bunch of people in the hospital. 
So that if like a 70-year-old comes in and needs emergency services, but there's also a 23-year-old who needs emergency services, the 23-year-old is going to get attention and the 73-year-old isn't and might and probably die. That's right? The, that's like the, that's the death panels they were afraid of with like socialized medicine. Exactly. Oh, but yeah. But with COVID, that actually happens where yes. your your ICUs and hospitals are shoes. you're so overrun that if you have 20, you know, if you have 12 25-year-olds in there who need attention and then a 73-year-old comes in with a non-COVID related issue, you will like medicine will choose the younger person. That's how it works. Cuz if we got to fight Russia later, so that's your ob- that's your first option. Okay. Your second option is to close down businesses, in which case a lot more people will get to live. So like my parents who are in their 70s will get to live and be grandparents for another 10, 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love that. The shitty part about that is that entrepreneurs who work their fucking asses off and who take a risk are going to suffer. Mm-hmm. It's going to hurt their business. But you're a part of a super rich country that could be taking tax dollars from ultra wealthy people like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, who I think today became the richest person in America, at least if not the world. Oh, more than Bezos? Well, Tesla yeah, did go pretty good. No, today. he beat Bezos today. Yeah, Tesla went up pretty good. Uh, by taxing the ultra wealthy and by getting better tax infrastructure on corporations, you could give some of that money to small businesses that we all love and depend on. We all mm-hmm. also love and depend on Amazon, but <laughs> they should pay more taxes. And some of that tax more money could go to support businesses that are never going to be Amazon, like local restaurants. That, but that's you, you like dumb it. motherfucker from Barstool Sports, mm-hmm. you're going to spend your time being mad at the government for shutting down indoor dining during a fucking pandemic, you asshole, instead of spending your time and energy, and by the way, enormous platform, being mad at a government that doesn't tax giant corporations the way that it should. You fuck. It's the easy way out. It's the easy way to get likes. It's he's doing the easy thing and fuck him and I hate him. I've never met him. I yeah, don't like, like him. We, we both like John Gabros. He, he's funny Love as John Gino. Gabros. Funny 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 as Gino. Hor- horrible character, but funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh he Gino he, is a character that John Gabros plays that is horrible. Yeah. Okay. Uh in his I think it was his last appearance on Comedy Bang Bang, he was talking about how he because uh, like in his his other show he started being like a right wing personality and he's like I started doing this Patreon and I realized that I had to, I had to, I had to start going crazier and crazier otherwise these Patreon people are going to leave and I think I think some of them are stuck in the spiral where they if are. they don't keep saying crazier and crazier things they're going to lose their like Patreon dollars and, or their and this Barstool dude it's like everybody loves him not everybody but people love him because he started a fund to like help support uh, small businesses, which I shouldn't put that in air quotes. 
that's a cool thing. I'm glad mm-hmm. you're doing that. But also you have a massive platform that you could use to talk about actual problems in the country. It makes sense during a fucking pandemic that's going to kill, that has and will kill hundreds of thousands of people to close down things that are going to spread a deadly disease. That makes sense. It's, it's a, it's an easy out for them. Right. And when people start getting mad at them, they'll go, Oh, but look at this. I'm supporting small business or, or, Oh, look at this. Like I'm doing this other, this other great things. Like it's, it's their way of being like, well, don't, Forget about this shit. It's real the quick. easy thing I'm to doing do. This thing. It's being a coward, and it's not doing what I was talking about earlier, where, where like Laura and Marks or Maddie Matheson are taking a stand and using I'm their huh? It froze almost like this. <laughs> and using their platform, and then people who are bitching about it, like Maddie, I didn't come here to hear your political views. I came here to see what you were doing with food because Maddie, Ma- Maddie Matheson's a chef. And Maddie Matheson going, yeah, get fucked. Don't follow me. Mm-hmm. Maddie understands he's got a giant platform that he can do massive social good with. And this fuckhead from Barstool Sports doesn't fuck him. It's He's being a coward. He's being pathetic. Yeah, he, he's, he's never shown it. anything in his in the years and years and years that I've heard about Barstool of being anything but a, a coward? bottom of the barrel human being. Fine. Be mad that the government shut down indoor dining but direct it in the direct it to where it should go there's a lot of problems with the government them shutting down indoor dining because there's a pandemic that's killing hundreds of thousands of people is not the problem like you know what a good thing to do like if you're mad that they did that you go okay so you take a step back you go why they do it oh because the numbers are too high what can i do to convince people to get the numbers lower so that they can reopen at a faster rate do that Perfect. Like, don't just don't just yeah don't just piss and moan you have a massive platform that you could do so much other than like kitchen table pissing and moaning and just you know everybody around the kitchen table kitchen table is just pissing and moaning about the same thing and agreeing yeah it's 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 easy it's an easy stupid way of thinking mm-hmm. and it's an easy stupid way of behaving and yep. it just makes me so mad and it's just it's not admirable I think what's admirable is the thing like Maddie or the thing like Lauren where you're saying, I know I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose followers and income because of this. Mm-hmm. But fuck you. <laughs> if you yeah. like, if you bitch to me about it, I don't give a fuck because. That, that's been like the, like the weird, like, the, like a nice thing since like the beginning of uh, Trump and like pandemic stuff with. Like even just something like the just the comedy podcast that is just a lark, like Comedy Bang Bang, is even when they reference the real world, they make it very obvious that they think that um, that Trump's an idiot. Like they 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 don't hide their disdain in their comedy podcast. Like they still like they still drop it in there that oh yeah, like this is like it, it's it's so it's. Even they do like that, but they're really smart. Yeah, <laughs> this dude from Barstool is a fucking moron. Oh no, yeah. Uh, at least in this way, I mean, to be fair, he did build Barstool. I guess he's doing something right. Like he built the giant. One hundred percent. Like you know, there's, there's no, yeah, like it's like 
he had great business acumen. He he can't he take that away from him. He built this thing. But Comedy Bang Bang does a really good job of keeping their platform as a comedy and still drawing attention to the things. Still that he really did. letting you know, like this is fucked up. Yes, and it's and, and like it's yeah, yeah like it it, it 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 makes you smile a little bit because it's like okay, it's like you you worry that that like but they, no they they don't care they don't like they know that. Like they've been doing this freaking podcast for ten years now, that like they don't give a shit. It's like the people that are get like if some if some if like two douchebags hear this one and leave, they don't care. Fuck them. They'll they'll find two others. Hablabber in response to what I was saying about Barcelona says luck is a thing too. Right place, right time, or right time, right 100%. place. Yeah, but I think that accounts for about. I mean, I really kind of believe that like luck is you know when when preparation meets opportunity i i just don't think luck can i don't i don't think you can chalk up building a successful brand to nothing but luck no no like that's i'm not i'm not trying to be dismissive of that accomplishment i think that would i think that would turn me into the kind of coward that i hate in that guy from barstool sports I want to. I want to acknowledge that he did build a brand and build a, a website in Barstool Sports that is successful. He's doing something right. He understands that. I just think that he's a dumb motherfucker in this other way, and I think he's kind of a coward because he won't. He's he's either dumb or he's a coward because he won't address the actual problem, which is politicians kowtowing and being in the pocket of corporations and not going after them. He he's a. Yeah, he's he's a uh, he's he's some sort of coward because he he's always been a misogynistic asshole. So like I th- I think this has always been inside of him. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying because yeah. what I'm when I'm saying he's a dumb motherfucker, I don't mean all around. I mean in specific areas. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Oh, Apple Blapper, if this if this podcast became successful, I would a hundred percent chalk it up to luck because we don't do anything to advertise it. We're dumb idiots. I don't give a fuck. My life is great. Like that's the whole that's the whole point. I mean, when I talked to Dan originally about starting the podcast, a big part of it was just like I just want to have a podcast that's out there mm-hmm. that is like just two normal dudes living normal lives. You know, we're not we're not like successful uh internet people. <laughs> We're not like content creators or content stealers, kind of in the in the case of uh, or content borrowers, in the case of Barstool. Like we, we're just two dudes. We have jobs, and we're not trying to be that. We're. I just wanted a podcast that was like two normal people. I've said that for a long time. Like, if this podcast got super successful, there's a part of me that thinks I might have to talk to Dan and just be like, dude, I want to stop doing this. Our, our podcast son, private sector is doing great. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. I, I, I still think he started that podcast because he's like, Oh, this seems easy enough. These, <laughs> these two douchebags can do it. I don't think, I don't think us doing a <laughs> podcast at all influenced him starting one. That's probably very true. Um, What was I saying? I don't know. 
I do think you're right that he probably looked at us and said, like, well, if those two idiots can figure it out. 100%. I can do it better, which is almost certainly true. He's fucking editing it. When was the last time? We've never edited Mm -mm. it. What is that? Or he's a wizard. He'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh... Figure it out in a way that I don't, I don't know. I just what I'm saying is like I'm not ever going to really put a lot of effort into this. So if this, I I think by and large, if you build a successful brand, you've put effort into it. So oh, yeah. if like, this like podcast, if, I, if, I like- if this podcast somehow became successful and widely known, it would be through mostly luck and not hard work and determination. Yeah, I don't want to go on and, Instagram every day and, and business acumen. I did that for over a year with writing and I got followers and I got mm-hmm. like, I got book bloggers with huge followings to blog about my book like for mm-hmm. free. I just had to send them a book. I hated it, man. I loved writing, but I hated trying to like build a fan base and all that. Like I just, I am not driven that way. I don't want to do it. I want to mm-hmm. write books and if nobody ever reads them, I don't give a fuck. I'm just mm-hmm. not driven that way where, like, I need that to be my measure of success. Like, I want to be a good a good dad. I want to be a good husband and a good friend. That's my measure of success. And finding finding a job that I can work that I don't hate is, like, the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. And I actually like my job, <laughs> which is even yeah. – It's not even that I don't hate it. It's like I look forward to doing my job. I get to have tasks – that make me think you know mm-hmm. what i mean like today with that printer issue that I, I haven't solved yet but we will it's like i have to th- i have to think about it i don't know why it's broken and you have to try stuff and like so i get that problem solving thing and then eventually i fix it and i get to check it off my to-do like i like what i do so that was kind of when i talked to you about the doing the podcast originally is like i want a podcast of where it's like there's so much confirmation bias when you listen to podcasts that are like the Joe Rogan podcast or uh, what's another one that's basically a podcast that's run by a person who's tried to be famous their whole life telling you like, well, all you have to do is work hard at being famous and you'll be famous. It's like, mm-hmm. well, sure, that's true for you, but it's not true for tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> mm-hmm. like it yeah it happened for you and there is a measure of luck in it for you it doesn't mean that you didn't work hard but like it's also not going to happen for everybody so there was a part of me that was like i want a podcast that's just like two normal dudes just talking about whatever the fuck they want to really but if the po- that's the the dilemma of this podcast is that if it became successful, it would no longer be a podcast where it's just two normal dudes because then we would be successful podcasters, which people aren't. Does that make sense? Yeah, because we do we do have an agenda. We hate Nazis. Fuck Nazis. But like I don't know if 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 this podcast became our sole source of income. Poof. You're instantly compromised because you have to do things to continue to make that income. Correct. Whereas I think I think the way I pitched it to you when I talked about doing this podcast originally is like I don't ever 
even if the podcast got to a point where I could quit my job, I don't ever want to quit my job. I'll quit the podcast before I quit my job. Correct. Because it, it would be insincere. And I just, there's so many people I watch on like YouTube where I've, it just seems like they're so trapped mm-hmm. by like, oh shit, now I'm a successful YouTuber, but that, like I have to tow a line that I didn't realize I was going to have to tow. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I, you know, I think that I don't think it actually bothers them, but I think of Rhett and Link from Good Mythical Morning. That like they have staff members and like they have people who rely yeah. on that. I I think those two are. I think those two mm-hmm. since, like like they they are genuinely just themselves. They're sincerely that thing. I think I've never met them. I have no idea. But I also think it's a crazy amount of pressure that I wouldn't want. Oh, that 100%. like at any moment they could take a turn. Mm-hmm. that alienates a huge portion of their audience and they then have to make a decision and it could be the same for the barstool guy like you have to then make a decision that like now these people don't get their income and their health insurance like because we have to let them go because i made a choice that they, they don't get health insurance at barstool because he refused to let them unionize oh he's a horrible man god damn Horrible man. Is that true? Where did 100%, you, where yeah, do you no, know 100% it? it is. Yes. He, uh, he, he sent out letters saying, if you mention this stuff, I will fire you when they Nuh-uh. were trying to do it. 100%. You got to be careful. What if Barstool guy gets a hold of this and threatens to sue us? I don't care. Bring him on. <laughs> I'm saying that right here. You, Today, <laughs> Barstool guy, I don't know your name. You're probably a eunuch. You probably have no penis. <laughs> Anyway, fuck that guy. Yep. And fuck his stupid website. Don't go there. No. Anybody who works for Barstool will find jobs elsewhere. It's funny. Like, they they just recently, like, the last year, brought back Deadspin, which is the sports part of, uh, like, the Kotaku. Yeah. uh, Kind of this year because they – a company came in, basically, did the same thing to them and, like, bought them, didn't want them to unionize and all this other stuff. And, like – they thought Deadspin was getting too political, so they killed it. And yeah, so but then through pressure and things like that, it like it is it has come back this year, and I mean, they and they and they can say the things they want to say again. It does have to be a tough spot to be in, I guess, where mm-hmm. you're a person who's responsible for running a company that employs tens, hundreds, thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And if you make a misstep socially, you can lose tons of revenue. And then, like, your job might not be affected, but, like, there are people whose jobs will certainly be affected. You know, that's, a, I mean, that's a lot of pressure. You have to acknowledge yeah. that. Yeah. So like if, the, the, if you take the, over a company and you think a part of it's getting too political and a part of your motivation is, like, you want to save the jobs of people who work there. That's tough where, you know, cause, and I'm just trying to call myself out here because I've been giving Lauren Marks and Maddie Matheson as an example, but as far as I know, they don't have employees. Mm-hmm. It only affects their income mm-hmm. to do the things they're doing. It doesn't potentially affect the income of, like I'm saying, tens, hundreds, or thousands of people. Yeah. Like that's, a, that's not like the ringers. Uh, like the ringers just, I, I don't give a shit about them. Like the, like a, like a media group came in and bought like the Kotaku uh, Gizmodo Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and so yeah, I think they were coming at it not from a political standpoint, but from a purely financial standpoint. Yeah, how do you maximize? Exactly, and and so that that's been kind of it's funny because like like their employees have been like writing articles about them, like as so like it's been this weird give and take because like they can't like they understand it's like CM Punk. Yeah, exactly. Like that you you understand what the power is that they wield over like over you and what you wield over them and so but it's, also it's like, what it's given the take. power your audience wields over you exactly and like they have like because like they've existed for years so they have this built-in group that will fight for them and so it's like what you can't punish them outright so it's like what can you do to try and at least prove you're their boss <laughs> and like so that, that, yeah, that, that I mean, that, I saw that, that's a weird one. I saw a thing today that was somebody talking about they went through and unfollowed a bunch of different people and brands who weren't speaking, who didn't do anything to speak out against, uh, you know, the domestic terrorism that mm-hmm. happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. And like at, on one side, it's like that is admirable, I think, to do that. And I guess if I was forced to decide, I would say that's the right action to take. That you want something that severe you want people speaking out against, Mm -hmm. uh, especially people and brands with giant platforms. But Mm -hmm. to be fully mature about it, you do also then have to admit that those brands have a, a... a group of people who depend on them to maneuver in ways that make them money. Yeah. I was just thinking like, like the beauty of like the maturation of the brand of like Nike over like the decades is that they, as a company now, um, still have sweatshops. Yeah. And they can exist independently from their superstars. So like you like you may have like a like a like a like a LeBron James who has become a lot more vocal over the last few years and they won't do anything to silence him. He can say whatever he wants. But Nike themselves aren't making those statements, but he will sell merchandise either way. Inadvertently, yeah, exactly. In spite of himself. Yeah, um, I mean it's crazy to think that. that LeBron James could pull could speak out against Nike and potentially people at Nike would lose their jobs. And, and, and they would probably still keep him employed. It's like, that's like, that's the, keep that's LeBron. The, that's the, no, I'm saying like LeBron could leave, could like, let's say LeBron's like, I've made enough money. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to continue to have Nike as a sponsor. And here's why. And he speaks out against them. That could impact Nike's bottom line. And then, employees at nike who like depend on nike to support their families and live their lives could lose their jobs i think that someone who is as like business smart and politically smart as lebron would do is instead of leaving he would force their hand sure stay employed and he would be like, and, and like he would like they would he would call so much attention to whatever the thing is that he hated, that um, 
because they would have no choice because if they're paying him a hundred two hundred million dollars a year, whatever the fuck they pay him, uh, that's an interesting they, way to think about it that I wasn't thinking. Yeah, that he is right. in a position that he can force them to change. Yeah, he he almost has more power than like their CFO. Like, cause he like he is literally like. Man, that's really interesting. That's like that's almost a crazy thing to think about that somehow this man yeah is it is more powerful than the brand. Like like Jordan was Jordan was that for a while. Jordan and was that, Nike, and that I mean Jordan, that, Jordan that could just, have killed every sweatshop in like China. That just goes to show you again what Colin Kaepernick was doing. The the sheer power, yes. I mean, if if people with if megastars did things like that. Mm-hmm. It would be so. They do. They have more powerful than they have more power than the actual brand. I mean, it mm-hmm. is like a game of a really severe chess. Because what yeah. I started to think is like, well, maybe if you know, maybe if LeBron doesn't do that in the short term, people don't lose their jobs in the short term. But what are the long term effects of that? Like, is it better for him to in in my original example to do that mm-hmm. and? have some people lose their jobs in the short term but in the but considering the long-term benefits of what's possible yeah but i like your point it's 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 the it's the taking apart the machine from the inside sort of thing where it's 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 harder to attack it from the outside than it is from the inside to make change it's like how gene wolf writes a book exactly and that's you know that's our political system it comes full circle it's easier to make change from the inside than it is to rush from the outside and try and just, I don't know, stay in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, well, what was your plan, moron? I'm, hey, I'm in the hallway. That's another part of, like, that just goes to show you those people are just, they just want to be a part of a group. Mm-hmm. It's like they just got in there, and then it was like, all right, now what are you going to uh, do? <laughs> like, no, yeah. Uh, I did see an amazing picture of... Uh, Nick Cage photoshopped in the back holding this. Uh, I did see. I saw that too. Uh, I like, think he looked I, like he was using that as an as an excuse to steal the declaration. It was uh, Brett from the Private Sector Podcast, oh, uh, man, who cool. tweeted or who had that on his Instagram, and that made me crack up. And one of the funniest things I saw yesterday that made me smile was Norm Macdonald said, "It's nice to see these people like uh, recognizing the statue Activity of those velvet ropes. It's like you see the picture of like the people slowly walking through the statue room, and they're just in the ropes, yeah, walking peacefully. It's like, what's happening? Like they're staying in like in these ropes. Like they broke into the building. They broke into the building, and then they're like, oh, we're not go over these ropes. And there's just yeah, two cops standing there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man, we should end this. All right, I gotta do three thousand in the morning. Oh, that's right. I don't know how many people are here with us still. Yeah, we got four, four, five. Wow. Well, you're one of them. Wow. Well, it's just five, so four. So four. Well, whoever stuck around, thanks for sticking around till 1030. Well, I don't even, we just, we, we, we went, went off in some weird Dude, taste. I don't even know how we got to, to where we were in the end. It, it spiraled mega far away from domestic terrorism, but thanks for tuning in. Uh, as always. Yeah, Matt's mass kids are asleep, so he's here. As always, uh, we're brought to you by Joey the Good Boy. We'll check in with him one last time. Have lever. I can't wait to see my broke shirt. I need a broke Stein. Same. 100%. I'll live that life. I'll live that Stein life. 100% same. Uh, I'll put a sausage in this. We're also brought to you by Half a Blapper. 
Mm -hmm. he, des he designed all of our graphics. He's the best, and I love Someone him. Prince Stein? Someone's Prince Stein somewhere. Not Twin Cities Tees. No, they print T-shirts. <laughs> but somebody prints Steins, and we'll get them. Mm -hmm. um, if this is your first time listening to us, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Oh, yes, he's in. Follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash this might sound stupid. Uh, you can email us if you feel the need to. This might sound stupid at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter and tweet at us at TMSS underscore podcast. Dan, I feel like I got a lot more to say, but it's going to take more time. Hey, you know, we, we, we talked a lot. It'll come yeah, on later podcasts. Exactly. Uh, but I'm just going to leave with the sentiment that we came in with. Fuck Nazis. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah. Okay, fuck Nazis. There's a difference between burning down a target and attacking the con and attacking the Congress. There's those. Those and are attacking a same. government proceeding. Those are not the same. They're not equivalent, and the motivations. Both are wrong. The motivations. Wrong. The motivations behind. Uh, yes. The other two are also vastly different. Correct. And the motivation behind one. I'm I'm, much more empathetic to than the other. Correct. And would even go so far as to say like well <laughs> if i was in those shoes i wouldn't feel like it was wrong to burn down that fucking target take the shoes burn it down <laughs> good night everybody good night Coming back. Coming back to say if they killed, if it was my son they killed, I'd burn down anything and everything. Who killed your son? If they did. Oh, who? Police. <laughs> Especially that motherfucking police. All I'm saying is one, one outrage is much more understandable than the other. Correct. Yes. Or good night again. Good night again. Dorito again. That's going to be at the end of the podcast. Bye, everybody. <laughs>